What's going on, guys? Welcome back to One Stop Shop. Let's get right into this episode. How we doing? The Mets finally signed Francisco Lindor last night to a big contract, 10 years, $341 million. I was so hyped last night. It became official fairly late last night. And right before opening day today, the Mets play at 7 o'clock tonight. The Yankees play at 1 o'clock. And, yeah. For the Mets to get a superstar of this caliber, Steve Cohen really came true on his promises. And he, like, really did it for Mets fans that had been waiting a really long time to have a good team, potentially. And the Mets have been on the upswing the last couple of years. So people can say whatever they want about the Mets, but they're moving in the right direction at the moment. And I am really excited to see how they do this year. I've been a Mets fan for a really long time since I was a kid. And we've only been really good a few times. 2006 comes to mind and 2015, obviously, when they made a run at the World Series. Obviously, we didn't get it done. We won the pennant, though. And ever since then, the Mets have had this kind of vibe about them that is a little bit different. Obviously, we have a solid pitching staff, and we need Noah Syndergaard to get back to himself this year after an injury, obviously, Tommy John. And Jacob deGrom, obviously, who's starting tonight for the Mets against the Nationals. Max Scherzer is pitching for the Nationals. It's a pretty good matchup. Battle of Cy Young Award winners in the past. Hopefully DeGrom can have another really solid season this year and lead the Mets to the playoffs. I'm just really hyped about the Mets. We got Pete Alonzo. We got Michael Conforto, Dominic Smith. And now we got Lindor for the next decade. $341 million, getting 34 and change every year. Insane. Shout out to Steve Cohen, becoming a really solid owner. He's had to make some tough decisions since he's taken over the ownership this past year. Obviously, with the front office issues with those guys and finding a manager and stuff like that. But he's been doing a pretty solid job. Looking forward to seeing some baseball, finally. Yankees play at 1 o'clock today. Garrett Cole against Bryu. For the Blue Jays. Looking forward to seeing how the Yankees do this year. Also, obviously, they were really solid last year in the COVID season. And hopefully they can make a solid run at the World Series like we have known to see in the past. So, yeah, I'll always root for the Yankees, but I'm a Mets fan. That's how I roll.
as long as they're not playing the Mets, I'll watch a Yankee game and obviously I'll root for him silently. <laughs> but yeah, that's that. And then last night, the Knicks fucking crushed my dreams. They lost by one point to the Minnesota Timberwolves, who have one of the worst records in the NBA. They're 12 and 36 now, and the Knicks are now 24 and 24 on the season. Julius Randle had a pretty good game last night, 26 points in 39 minutes, 12 rebounds, 6 assists. R.J. Barrett, 23 points in 41 minutes last night. He did not knock down the shot that really was going to matter last night. As the game was coming to an end, we needed a big shot to win the game, and he bricked it. So... We were up 18 at one point during the game, and then we basically choked and didn't get the job done last night. And, yeah, we really needed a really big win last night to keep the momentum going and to move forward in the standings in the Eastern Conference. Now we're tied with the Miami Heat for fifth. And we're both a game back of the Charlotte Hornets for fourth. And then we have the Knicks, rather, have a half-game lead on the Atlanta Hawks. And the Hawks have a half-game lead on the Celtics, who are in eighth place. And the Nets are now a half-game in front of the 76ers for the top spot in the Easter Conference. Pretty crazy. And the Nets beat the Rockets last night, 120-108. Kyrie Irving, 31 points last night. Another really good game for him. He decided to play last night. James Harden, 17 points. Eight rebounds, six assists. Blake Griffin, 11 points, six rebounds, four assists. Two steals and a block off the bench. Nicholas Claxton, 12 points off the bench last night in 21 minutes for the Nets. And the Nets are now the top seed in the Eastern Conference. No surprise here. And they don't even have Kevin Durant playing right now. So just imagine how good they're going to be when they have all of these players healthy at the same time. We haven't really seen too much of the big three play together, you know? Like, they all basically play at different times. It's kind of crazy how James Harden can play a few games, and then Kyrie plays a few games really well. And then they basically take turns being the playmaker. It's pretty crazy. So... The Nets are very scary, and I really hope that we, I hope that we can see the Nets against the Lakers or the Clippers. A great matchup like that in the finals is something that I'm sure everybody would like to see as a sports fan in general. And I basically made a prediction at the beginning of the season to see the Lakers against the Nets in the final. So. That would be something. The Bucks beat the Lakers last night, one twelve to ninety seven. 
Giannis Shrout, 25. Chris Middleton, 17. And that was a really good matchup. That's always a good matchup. Obviously, LeBron and Anthony Davis not playing for the Lakers due to injuries. And the Lakers are definitely going to be missing LeBron and AD if they are not healthy for the playoffs. It could go completely differently if they don't have a healthy team. They need Kyle Kuzma to step up. They need Dennis Schroeder and Caldwell Pope to step up even more. And, yeah, that's enough for basketball. Moving on. Looking forward to Final Four this weekend. Number two, Houston taking on number one, Baylor, at 514 on CBS Saturday. And then the later game. At 8.30 on Saturday, number one, Gonzaga, 30-0, taking on 11th-seeded UCLA, who's been the really big surprise of the tournament. And basically, they have shocked everyone. And no one was expecting an 11th seed to be in the Final Four, I guess. I mean, like, it happens all the time, like, certain years. There are major upsets. and early rounds and stuff like that, but UCLA, Gonzaga, that's going to be a really good game. I'm rooting for UCLA, even though I have Gonzaga winning in my bracket. That's kind of weird, but, you know, UCLA is maybe a team of destiny to get to the national championship, so we'll have to wait and see on that. The NFL draft is a little bit less than a month away now, and there are a lot of questions that need to be answered. Obviously, there were many pro days that happened this week from various colleges, top programs like Alabama, LSU, Florida, Ohio State, for prospects such as Justin Fields, Mac Jones, and Najee Harris from Alabama, the running back. There was actually a clip that came out from Alabama's pro day of Najee Harris throwing a pass to Mac Jones, proving that he could be a little bit of an athlete. So, yeah, that was kind of interesting. Uh, Mac Jones is obviously a very talented quarterback. He was very capable for Alabama, and he had a lot of good targets around him. So he definitely needs a team that has solid wide receivers. And who knows where he's going to land. Maybe the Patriots (laughs) develop under Cam Newton. They have a solid unit up there right now that they've been developing. And the Jets have a lot of questions to be answered, too. What are they going to do with Sam Darnold? Is he going to get traded on draft day? Are they going to draft Zach Wilson or another quarterback like Justin Fields or somebody like that? It seems like they're leading towards Zach Wilson from BYU. He seems like he is kind of the quarterback that they've been looking for. He's a mobile quarterback. He can make 
certain throws from crazy angles, it seems like. And he seems like he can do a lot more. And Sam Darnold can. And that's unfortunate for Sam Darnold. He didn't really have what it took to be the franchise quarterback for the Jets long term. And that's not his fault. He didn't really have a lot around him to be successful, and that's kind of the Jets' fault at the end of the day. And then, just reading through this mock draft, it looks like Mac Jones could potentially be going to the 49ers. And then number four, Kyle Pitts, a tight end from Florida who had an incredible season last year. He's a tank, and he might be going to the Falcons. And then number five, Jamar Chase, wide receiver from LSU, who was hurt last year, going to the Bengals. The Dolphins, Devontae Smith, potentially. (laughs) Obviously, as a Giant fan, we want to see him fall in the draft slightly, but he's the Heisman winner, so I don't really feel like that's going to happen. It looks like Trey Lance from North Dakota State, the quarterback, is going to the Panthers. Jalen Waddle potentially going to the Lions. Uh, we don't want to see that as Giant fans. Patrick Certain, the quarterback from Alabama, going number nine to the Broncos. In this mock draft, they say at 11, the Patriots could potentially be trading with the Giants to go move up to get Justin Fields. I really hope that doesn't happen. Uh, I mean, like, the Giants made a lot of acquisitions in the offseason, like getting Kenny Galladay, Kyle Rudolph, and John Ross, and a bunch of, like, playmakers. So, like, if we didn't really need to go get a wide receiver in this draft, I guess that's what we don't need to do. If we trade back and we get, like, an offensive lineman or somebody, uh, who knows. But, oh, man, I was not expecting to just read that. So, And if the Giants do trade with the Patriots, they would move back to 15. And it says that they would draft Jeremiah Owusu, Koromoa from Notre Dame. He's a linebacker. So that's that. Just kind of wanted to read off some mock draft stuff. I love watching the NFL draft. I could watch it for freaking hours. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Looking to see where these top quarterback prospects land and if there are major trades that lead up to quarterbacks getting drafted. Interested to in seeing where Justin Fields goes. There was a lot of speculation that came out about him and his work ethic a couple of days ago. There were reports that he's not really a hard worker and stuff like that, which I feel is highly false 
because like he had an incredible season last year and obviously he dealt with injuries too. So he was able to overcome some stuff and lead Ohio State pretty far last year in a weird year for the Big Ten because of COVID and they didn't really play a full schedule and stuff like that. So I guess we'll have to see where he goes. If he goes to the Patriots and he gets developed under Cam Newton, I feel like he'll have a better shot at being successful. But that's just my opinion. All right, to change the subject, today is Supreme. There's a bunch of stuff dropping. There's a Muhammad Ali shirt dropping. I mentioned that as my pick of the week. Probably just going after that, realistically. The Swarovski S logo stuff was really expensive when the prices came out for it. It's like $300 for the hoodie and the sweatpants. So not going after that. Probably wasn't going to do too well on the resale for it and yeah that's pretty much that and then tomorrow palace 11 a.m they're releasing some good stuff tomorrow they're releasing one of their shirts that has a gatorade logo mock-up basically in one of their designs and yeah, that's pretty much it. Other than that, just looking forward to watching some baseball today. It's opening day. And we're going to learn a lot about the Mets today. See all the new star power that the Mets have. And hopefully they can make a positive run in the playoff race this year. And, yeah, this has been an episode of One Stop Shop. Peace out.